0: Welcome to Women Made New. I'm your host, Crystalina Everett. Thank you for joining me. Today we have Veronica Flamenco, but before we get into it with her, we are going to have a tip from Daniel Campbell on how we can have the most meaningful Holy Lent. Stay tuned.
1: Hi, this is Daniel Campbell, Director of the Lay Division at St. John Vianney Theological Seminary for the Archdiocese of Denver, where we offer all sorts of classes for you, the lay faithful. Tomorrow is the first Sunday of Lent, so let's mention another practice of prayer here, which would be a very good habit to develop in this Lenten season as we're starting here. You know, it's very common to add traditional Lenten prayers like Stations of the Cross on the Fridays of Lent, practices that are very old, wonderful customs to commit to this season. But also keep in mind what St. Catherine of Siena calls unceasing prayer, the likes of Saints Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross recollection, which is the idea of constantly keeping the presence of God. Constantly raising the mind and heart to God amidst all comings and goings of the day. I like to think of it as keeping the memory of God. It's never good to forget important things in relationships, anniversaries, birthdays, piano recitals we're supposed to show up for at certain times. Being forgetful makes it hard to keep healthy relationships. Well, so too with God. We don't want to go throughout the day forgetting about Him, but always trying to bring Him back to mind and heart like we would any other loved one. So unceasing prayer, recollection, is a way of always trying to do this, always remembering the Lord no matter what you're doing. doesn't have to be elaborate or complex or complicated, just a simple raising of the mind and heart to God amidst whatever you're doing. Stuck in traffic on the highway, in car line waiting to pick the kids up at school, at work, in line at the grocery store, doing the dishes, coaching our children's teams, whatever it may be, simply acknowledging the presence of our Lord in our lives will be extremely helpful towards keeping the memory of Him and turning all of our activities into a prayer of sorts. Just tell Jesus you love him. It's that simple. Just tell him you love him. Say thank you. Have mercy on me throughout the day. Lent is a great time to build a habit of doing this. If you'd like to read, watch, listen to more about the Lenten season, check out our website at sjvlaydivision.org, and I hope you have a blessed Lenten season.
0: Welcome to Women Made New. I'm your host, Kristalina Everett. Thank you for joining me today. We are here with Veronica Flamengo. Thank you for being here, Veronica, at Women Made New.
2: Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, I just barely got to know Veronica. I went actually to a Christmas party that was like just on the fly. No joke. I didn't expect it at all. And I thought, you know, Why not? And I went and I ended up meeting Veronica. And I love having these conversations with just everyday Catholic women living out their Catholic faith, striving for holiness, living God's will, and just learning how all these beautiful, amazing women are overcoming their own battles, their struggles, just the fight that we're all in right now. And even in Lent, how are you living things out? We're going to get into that, but why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself to start off?
2: Of course. Well, um I'm a Hispanic Catholic woman. I was born and raised in a very small country in Central America, El Salvador. So I'm literally I literally come from The Savior cuz that's what it means El Salvador. <laughs> and so I grew up there then my family decided to move to the US when I was almost 15 years old. So came here, new country, new language, new culture, everything was new to me, uh, basically. Um, So I started to, you know, just kind of adapt myself to my new reality. And so I went to school, then I went to college. And when we came here, we, we, We were very clear, like we are going to the United States, first of all, because we were fleeing from the violence there in my country. It was pretty bad, uh, you know, back then. It's it's been getting a little better now. Uh, But yeah, it was really bad. So we were fleeing literally from um, violence. And then my 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 parents wanted us, my sisters and I to have a better future you know, and we we had a beautiful perception about the United States being the country of freedom and opportunities. So we got here with with such a love for this country and taking, you know, advantage of every opportunity and say, we're here to, you know, improve ourselves, to grow and And with the American dream in mind, which is basically money, we wanted to have money and have our things. So we got very immersed in that mentality, materialistic mentality in a way. So even though we were raised, I was raised Catholic, my family was Catholic, all Catholics, um, we started to lose a little bit um, about our faith. Um, or practicing our faith, I must say, so got very distracted, and, and especially like when I was, you know, 15 years old through my 20, early 20s, I was pretty much a fallen away Catholic because I got um, completely immersed in work, work, and work, and studying, and I didn't really care about much anything else in life but just that and but eventually of course I started to feel very lonely (laughs) and um started to struggle um in life you know because I was I didn't have Jesus in my life so I was trying to fill that void with a lot of um idols you know worshipping things that are, are not very Christian I Um, I, I fell into the, some of the occult practices, um, especially yoga, practicing all of that and mantras. And, you know, I was into like whatever, whatever superstitious, um, practice, you know, that, that could tell me the future and things like that. So I was very into that
0: is was that like a cultural thing you think or it just was something that you slowly got into just kind of embracing the american lifestyle or embracing just the culture i should say um when you kind of came out here
2: i think it was a, it, it was a combination of both i uh, because first if if you don't know your faith you don't you don't have enough information like eventually you're going to buy into anything else right because we are religious beings by nature. So we're seeking God, but if we don't, if we're not worshiping and adoring and loving the true God, we're going to fall, uh, you know, and, and worship false gods. So that, that was my case, my, my personal journey. And then of course the culture, because I think, um, well well I when I came here, I got to New York, right? So New York is a very liberal state and then moved to California, another very liberal state. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so mm-hmm. imagine how aggressive the culture was. And I couldn't I couldn't handle all of that. So I I I was probably like a victim of that liberal, you know, state of mind and, and, and the whole culture and 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 what you see, so what you do, and... And you probably wanted to fit in. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely, like you
0: slowly, because you were almost like this outsider coming in, and you wanted to be a part of, right? And I'm sure you were very accepted in the different things that you were getting into slowly, right?
2: Yeah, you want to fit in. And also, I think part of that was that since I was a little girl, I was very um, intellectually restless, I would say. Like, I... I like to know things, you know, and that can take you in a very dark route if you're not careful, right? Because I would love to read stuff and books and, 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 you know, anything that has the appearance of some of mysterious, you know, knowledge, uh, mm. Gnosticism type of thing. I was, mm-hmm. I was very into that. And, but I didn't know how to, direct that natural, you know, inclination to know things, which is, which is a really good thing, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it didn't have any type of formation. So I didn't know where to go. And it was like
0: an unhealthy curiosity, right? Very unhealthy. Exactly. Mm.
2: So, so I ended up like reading, because I, I was a reader, but I, I would read like very, um, let's say, dangerous books, right? So like I don't know if if, 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 if in the occultism, because I wanted to know stuff. And that made me feel some sort of a special, right? That's, that's, uh, because I wanted
0: to know some. um, And you felt like you had the in? Is that it? Like you had like this knowledge, and you were learning things, and you thought you were understanding certain things? Is that why?
2: I was yeah cuz I was finding my my like I wanted to know myself and I was growing up so you're kind oh, of polishing okay. your identity and all that so it was during that process right talking about Well
0: the thing is a lot of parents don't mm-hmm. discuss and I've said this a couple of times on my show Veronica that a lot of parents do not discuss with their kids when they are going through that puberty stage, and they get very confused. They're they're learning this whole new um, identity and things happening to them and their bodies, and they're confused. Or they're kind of scared. They're not sure it should certain things be happening. Maybe something's wrong, and the evil one right now in that time when that that young. Person is going through all of those changes, right? I feel like that's the time the evil one almost gets that foothold and comes in with the lies. You know, that's such a crucial stage, you know, mm. of your life when
2: yep. you're trying to find yourself and you know you're learning. You you you, you want to explore the world. You, you want to know everything, right? And and you think of yourself that you know enough, like even you know better than your parents. So, so that's why it's so important to plant the good seeds especially when you're a child, right? There is a there is a popular saying in Spanish, "Give me a child until nine and I I'm going to own that child forever." Which really means, right, everything that you plant on that child's heart will remain with them forever, even wow. though if we don't you know, like that seed doesn't give the fruits right away, they will stay there, you know, and with God's grace and mom's prayers, you know, parents prayers, like eventually you, you can see the fruits, but if, if you're not working with the, with the, with the children, with the kids, since they're little, I mean, it's, it's going to get really hard, especially when you, when you enter that time of life, when, again, you're trying just to find yourself and, yeah, if you don't know who you are, the world will tell you who you're not. So that's mm. that's that's what happened to me and I was also um what I would call myself a victim. I was a real victim of feminism, right? That was the wow. ideology that I bought uh completely. I was the type of, you know, young girl very rebellious. Um with a, a very um, selfish attitude toward life, toward, you know, family and kids and everything. I mean, I'm not a kids hater, never been, uh, but I was the type of, of, of woman just seeking, like, my professional growth, and I didn't care about anything else. I, I would think, I would never get married, you know, or never have kids. And if I ever do have kids, it's 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 going to be just one kid and and that's it, right? So I don't want any long-term commitments. So that was the, the my mentality. But again, because I didn't have a solid formation uh, in Christianity, I wasn't very close to Mary, even though I would pray to Mary every single day even during my you know, those, those crazy years of my life. And that was what really kept me, you know, in some, some way close to Jesus because of my relationship with Mary. And that was very, uh, miraculous because (laughs) like, even though I wasn't like living a very holy life, Mary was, was right there, like next to me all the time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, but because of those seeds that were planted, you know, when I was a little kid and, but yeah, there's so much going on, right. especially now in this pretty hectic, dark, you know, world that we're living in, it's so hard for, for, for teenagers, for kids and, and, and with those crazy, um, and dangerous ideologies out there, transgenderism uh, that are, you know, meant to confuse kids and really capitalize
0: on that stage of our life where, you know, we're, we're just trying to find ourselves. I more and more am really talking to my kids about the battle that they're going to have. And, and even now at a young age, they know right from wrong. And the battle they're going to have internally, and the lies that the evil one can say, and how easy it is to give in to that. Because sometimes you can just believe something that is so untrue about yourself or about the world or the perception of things because you don't know any better and you take it on as truth. And in fact, when our conscience is there and those small still whispers that God gives us really are a protection of don't read that, don't watch that, This this something's not right about this conversation right now or something's not right about what's going on. I know everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about because they experience that and they experience it at a young age. Everybody knows right from wrong. But as my kids are growing and getting older and I have younger children, I have older children now. Um, I'm seeing how important it is to train that conscience to really have them be in tune with their conscience and take it very seriously. Now that you that you were saying how you teach your kids,
2: you know, what's wrong and right and forming their conscience consciences, um that's that's one of the, the the works that I do now <laughs> now that I'm out of that craziness, you know, and Jesus changed my life completely. <laughs> How did he change your
0: life? And again, if you're just tuning in, I am talking with Veronica Flamenco.
2: It was it was a very divine intervention. We were well, my parents got divorced. Um during that time, you know, I'm just talking about those five years or so when I, you know, was away from my faith completely. And, um, so during that time, my parents got divorced and, and then we moved to LA just with my mom and and my sisters were four sisters. And, um, so when I was, you know, I, I had already, I think I was 19, almost 19 years old. Almost reaching twenties, twenty, and so I was studying full time. I was in in high school, and I graduated a little older because I didn't know the language, mm, <laughs> so I had sure to. It was hard. So I had to go through a what what's called an ESL program, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to catch up with the other students, and so anyway, so it took me a year um, later, you know, to graduate. So, so I was already working full-time as well. But at the the time that I was, you know, full-time student, full-time worker, and I was a waitress. So again, I was like, I knew that I was seeking God, you know, deep down inside of me, I was, I was searching for the truth, but I didn't know where to go. So eventually, well, my family, My One of my sisters, myself, got really sick. And and that was all, it was a whole combination, not just physically sick, but spiritually sick, right? Wow. You know, and so many levels. Not that, um, like people, when when they hear me say this, might think, oh my gosh, maybe impurity sins, right? (laughs) Mm Because they think right away when I say something like that, not necessarily, but there are so many other things that can kill your soul, right? And yeah, going back to the occult practices, that is, that is really dangerous and terrible to the soul and to your, your, your physical health as, as well. Because anything that touches your your spirit will touch your body, right? We are we are a unity of body and soul. So I don't know how, but my mom started to get more involved and in the and the faith and she wanted to find out what was going on with her daughters so she started to pray a lot she didn't know that we were practicing like occult things and she started to pray she started to cuz she was also a fallen away catholic and and she she started you know just to intercede for us and 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 God answered to her prayers, so we came back to the church, there's, there's a lot of details behind, like, the whole process, right, when we decided to embrace our Catholic faith once again, faith once again, and come back to the, to the sacraments, because I hadn't, like, I hadn't confessed in years, right, so, when my family decided to come back to church and take our faith seriously i started to feel like that liberation and really that that freedom you know that my soul was was looking for and i found the the true source of life in jesus in and, and the sacrament of confession and coming back to mass and all that so at the beginning it was beautiful, you know, that part of my returning to my Catholic faith. But then of course, um I found a lot of struggles because I didn't I didn't have enough formation. So during my journey, the years ahead, I started to, you know, like get distracted again with other things because as you said the devil Like he's, he's constantly tempting us in different ways. And he's going to find every other, you know, possible way to, to make us, uh, you know, fall into sin again. So he, he was, yeah, trying really hard with
0: myself and my family. So. And he knows our weaknesses. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing. He knows the weaknesses we had prior And when you're slowly coming into your faith and you're kind of starting from ground zero again, right, and building it up, it's like you're almost going through this this transformation and, and having to take on a whole new identity. We've been talking about that, right? But because you're really shedding that old person that you used to be and the things that you did and how you dressed and how you thought and your habits everything you you were living this lifestyle that no longer was going to work with your faith walk you're doing great things now for the church um and just society in general and we are going to get more into that when we come back but stay tuned we are going to have a quick break with our friends over at ewtn and we will be right back with veronica to Women Made New. I'm your host, Crystalina Everett. Thank you for joining us. Today we are talking with Veronica Flamenco, and we are having a segment of everyday Catholic women just striving for holiness, trying to live out their life in how God has created them to be and to transform themselves and mold themselves almost into what is it that God is calling me to, to be, to do in my life as a woman? What did he create me for? Because we're all created for a purpose. We all have a plan. And it's just listening to those small promptings of the Holy Spirit and sometimes that's not easy is it Veronica <laughs> It's not
2: easy because the the world is meant to distract you from the voice of the Holy Spirit but it is possible with the grace of God and you know just have that openness that and 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 say that Fiat right um, here mm-hmm. I am Lord, do your will and and yeah I'm 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 here for you
0: right? That Marian attitude. (laughs) That Marian attitude. I love that. So let's talk about your conversion. Let's talk about how you really kind of broke free from that lifestyle that you were living because you seem pretty immersed and especially, and there are people out there that really do look to maybe fortune tellers or, or read about the occult or just things that they know they shouldn't be getting into. But there's just this temptation and almost this unhealthy curiosity that they have. And now lately, it's more like, well, be careful what you're seeing on your phone and on the internet and what you're what you're seeing and consuming. But you kind of overlook what you're reading, what you're taking in and consuming when you're reading things, because everybody has different vices and the devil will attack people in different different ways, shapes and forms. And you like to read and you are very curious. So how did you kind of break free from all of that and start going back to your faith and back to your roots?
2: It was through good
0: friendships.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, St. Augustine that, you know, in his confessions that, a classic book that everybody should read. <laughs> now he talks about the necessity, right, of having good friendships, because um good friends can lead you to to God or or to the devil, like literally, right? So heaven or
0: hell, right? Heaven That's going or with hell, them. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. It's true. I get it. I totally get that.
2: Yeah. So, i I got involved in the church, um like after probably a couple of years after my, my first, uh, well, it's, yeah, we call it conversion, but it's a revert, right? Cause I'm not converting from any other religion, but I'm, I'm coming back to, I'm coming back home. This is my place. Right. But because yes. I don't know my place, I don't know. I don't know what home really means. Like mm. I have to figure that out, not just by myself, but I, but I can go, you know, with good friends and good resources and good reading. Now I, I <laughs> mm. no I have to make the choice of you know going to, um and take good good books and um and doing an effort to receive more information. That was a thing that I did. Um not at the beginning though, because at the beginning again, you know, it's it's a transition, it's a yeah, that conversion of life. Coming back, coming back to Jesus, but it it is really hard because of those bad habits that you're fighting against, and 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 the reality is that everything has to change, and and it didn't happen that radically, at least with me, right? Because I wanted yes, I felt good, you know, I'm back, I'm um, yes, uh, I'll be a Catholic, um, I'm gonna start going to mass again. You know, confess at least once a year. So I was doing the bare minimal, and I would. I ended up very soon customizing the church to my own terms. Like you know, oh. I like I like this. I don't like that. But I'm I'm Jesus, you know. So I felt good in a way. But I was I was just making my own you know sub religion within the religion. Great like
0: cafeteria catholic, basically, right?
1: <laughs> there
2: you go. Like I was picking and choosing whatever I I I felt more comfortable with. So God is is very clear. He doesn't tell He doesn't tell us. Oh yeah, here 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 is the buffet for you. You you can pick whatever you want, and what you don't like, it's fine. No, it's not like that, right? It the love to Jesus, the conversion to Him, has to be radical. And there no, there's no middle ground. There's no, no. middle point. Or in, in, in spir- spirituality in Christianity, it's black or white. Because you cannot be serving two lords, right? It's either the Lord Jesus or the Lord of the world, which is the devil. So I was pursuing a career in theater. So I ended up listening to a Catholic radio station that my sister recommended and she said oh because you like you love acting they're having a um like a Jesus uh like the passion type of thing uh play and and they they're you know making auditions so why don't you go and just get involved so i did that so i started to volunteer at that catholic radio station in Los Angeles for Hispanics, it, it's called Guadalupe Radio. So you see, Our Lady of Guadalupe was leading me to mm. her, and I ended up working with them for over almost six years. Because wow. then I I started my career in journalism. Then I switched to communications, and that's my that's my major and and marketing. So there I could find you know more more friends, and I got more knowledge, and I got more involved in the church. And even though I was working in this beautiful, um, uh, you know, ministry, and, you know, I was trying to be a good Catholic, I continued, you know, making a lot of mistakes.
0: So there was always this like constant tug of war. Oh, very. Yeah. That
2: was my civil world, like inside of me, you know, fighting Mm -hmm. against. Um, Yeah. Cause, cause that mindset that I used to have, you know, hoping that everything, you know, if, because when you practice, for example, occult things, you tend to get answers very quickly. So that mindset, when you convert, you come back to, to Christ. If you're not self-aware of, you know, your, that type of mentality that you had, um, um, how do you say this? Like you had embraced, Mm. like you, you transferred that to your new style in a way, because it's, it's a mindset. So I was Mm -hmm. hoping that Jesus would respond the same way. Right. (laughs) So it was, it was a, yeah, very difficult relationship at the beginning with, with with Christ and um but yeah eventually God you know show me this is the way this is how you need to do it and it was through a lot of very hard and painful experiences and and I'm so grateful to Jesus because he put me through very difficult you know situations and different levels of my life um But it was was everything meant to purify me because God wants to purify all of us, right? Because he wants to to perfect us, to make us holy because we are called to be holy. That was something very hard for me to accept and love and pursue. And so he was showing me all the ways. Here you have, my daughter, you have, go to daily mass. I have, you know, there's mass every day. Go to daily mass. I'm here. Uh, You can receive me every day. Uh, You can pray the rosary every day. Read the sacred scriptures. Do fasting. You know, those are the things that we have available for us. And they're free. They're gifts from God because he wants to give us so much more and and that is because he wants to show himself to us in a more personal intimate way that is mm. the full communion that he's he's uh seeking to have with us right why do you think
0: that was hard for you to accept
2: oh it's i mean i'm a wounded you know woman we're all wounded creatures uh fallen you know creatures and but because of my my, my vices and and Yeah. I mean, the tendency to to sin. Right. It
0: it was it was really hard. But was it was there like this, like not good enough or just the things that maybe you were into or things that happened like it was hard for you to let him love you?
2: I was a lukewarm, very lukewarm Catholic, even though working for the Catholic radio station
0: it's like you were trying to go through the motions. You were trying to do everything, but there was just this internal battle. I think a lot of women go through where they really want to live this out. They want to do this, but there's such an internal tug of war within them. And sometimes it's hard for them to get a grasp on it. And I think it's so good, the friends that you had friends that you surrounded yourself with, because if you have good friends, then you share things with your friends, right? Yeah. And the more you bring things to the light and not keep them in the dark and have that internally, I think the devil has more of a stronghold on us in that because it's just you against all the lies being fed to you. And after a while, if you aren't fighting those battles with Jesus and grace and all the weapons that we have in the Catholic Church, you succumb to them. Yeah, I will
2: say something. Um, well, it is selfishness, right? At the end, bottom line, because it's you want to make it all about yourself. Like even when you have and try to have a relationship with Jesus, even in prayer, you know, sometimes. Um, I make it about myself and it has to be, it doesn't have to be like that. It shouldn't be like that. And, um, so I would say selfishness was keeping me from, you know, giving myself completely to God. And also I would say, um, it's typically, you don't want to give up one particular sin,
0: Mm. your
2: dominant, you know, sin, what is governing your your whole life, and you know that sin that you know, deep, dive, you know, deep inside, you know that you you have to give that that sin up, and you don't want to, so there is an attachment
0: to that, and 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 it's typically that. Right. And, and there's always wounds attached to those. Right. Very. And yeah. that's where the stronghold is. And that's why I tell women all the time, Veronica, it's so important. Women face their brokenness and their wounds and things that maybe have happened to them because there's something that that just has such a strong hold in that wound, in that sin that so many vices can stem from. And it is the thing that keeps women from becoming what it is God has called them to be, right? Yeah, and and when Jesus is going to cure that wound, it's going to hurt. And it's good. It's Sometimes a- <laughs> it does hurt. You're right. It's not fun. It's not. It's like spiritual
2: surgery. It's not fun. Exactly. And you know what? It's a good sign. If it's hurting, <laughs> it's a good sign. Because God is healing you. And as you just said, God saves. God liberates us. And God heals us. And and, and we have to surrender, you know, sur- get surrendered to Him completely without Without any reserves, and just be open to His grace, and say, "Yes, Lord, I want You in my life. Tr- you know, transform me, change me. I, 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 wa- I want to be like Your Yourself, Lord, because we are, we were created in His image and likeness. So, in order to find ourselves and our true identity, we have to get to know Jesus."
0: You know, I love that you were so open and honest, like there, that you were just selfish with your relationship with Jesus. There was a selfishness and it was about you, but a lot of people don't think that a lot of people don't even realize because it's so subtle, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're selfish, you don't really step outside of yourself to kind of take that inventory and for you to have that realization and, and kind of have that aha moment, I'm sure it was very hard and you had to change some ways and break some things. But it's something I don't think people even it crosses their mind that they're being selfish in their relationship with Jesus. Exactly.
2: Exactly. But, you know, again, we have we got to have that Marian attitude and say fiat, you know, um, and, and say yes to the Lord. Do not be afraid because God wants the best for us. All the time, right? And he wants us to go the extra mile, (laughs)
0: always. (laughs) He's always pushing. He's like, oh, no, 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 don't get comfortable. We're going to keep going. And you're like, no, I'm really comfortable. This is great. We can just stay right here. Let's just stay. And he's like, no, 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 let's keep going. And sometimes we just put our feet in the ground and we don't want to go because we know where we have to go and we don't want to go there. And I experienced that myself. But if Jesus is leading you there, He's going to protect you there. He's going to give you the graces there. He's going to equip you there as weak and shameful as some people may feel. And I know I felt yeah. Jesus was there with me, but I just had to pick myself up and keep going because there were times where I'm serious. Veronica. I did not want to go. And I was like, I'll sit here. I'll just sit here. <laughs> and I was stubborn and I was prideful. And, you know, I, I was scared that's what I was scared too of of things that had to be revealed and things that that I had to face and and those are hard things but at the same time Jesus was with me when I was facing those hard dark scary things and those sins and those wounds and he's going to be there for every single one of us because this is the thing about Jesus that I just love mm-hmm. he is all in right like he is all all in for every one of us. Like you do this, he's asking you and you do it, he is like, "All right, let's go." Like he is all in and he has got your back, but not in the way that you may want him to. He's going to do it in a way that's going to be best for you and your growth. And yes, things bad things happen to us. Suffering happens. Um and we all go through hard things in our lives, but at the end of the day, Jesus is there. To help us through it, to overcome it. And, um, to transform us through that once we kind of go to him. And it really, a starting point was confession in my life. I know to actually really live this out. When I had my feet in both doors, right? Trying to live in the world, but trying to like be that good cat, it was like really hard. But confession was everything in my continual conversion. And it still is today. And how much of a role did the Eucharist and confession play in your life? Oh, 100%. Oh, that's uh, the antidote, right? Oh,
2: (laughs) yes, definitely. And you know, well, well, life is a life is a warfare, spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be battling all our vices and our wounds, you know, during our life here in this world, right? Um, But there is a there is a beautiful quote from Father Mike Smith, and. Mike Schmidt. Yeah. yeah, Mike Schmidt? Yeah, 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 there you go. (laughs) I always mispronounce his last name. (laughs) (laughs) We all know what you meant. (laughs) Yeah, so Father Mike has a beautiful uh quote that that says that the will of God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you. Yes. Right? And that was that Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And we have to trust in the Lord and you know, the power of the sacraments, as you as you just said, confession. Oh, my goodness. That is the most powerful prayer of liberation that we can have. Many
0: exorcism, huh? Yeah, exactly.
2: And then receiving Jesus, you know, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and the Eucharist is so important. Sometimes we just you know we're we're comf- uh you know we're we're comfortable enough and just say you know I go to Sunday mass and that should be you know enough for me it's good it's good because you're attending mass and you're receiving jesus but god wants to give you more and mm. if we can we can make it at least one more day a week to go to mass, to go to the blessed sacrament, you know, do adoration. We talked about that when we uh first met Crystalina about, you know, mm-hmm. the the need. Importance. Yeah, the importance of, you know, doing adoration. Cause you get closer to Jesus. That's the reality there physically. You can you can see him. He's seeing you. And um yeah he, because again he wants to give us
0: more and more and he doesn't want us complacent oh no he doesn't want us to just like no it's always moving and shifting and changing always in our relationship with him it will never stay the same because he's infinite right
2: Mm -hmm. he's infinite and he's so generous that he he'll he'll want to give us even more every time and ask more right because more of us because um I was just thinking about that not t- 2 days ago because I moved to Phoenix, Arizona just recently from LA. <laughs> ooh, ooh. We're, we're closer now.
0: <laughs> yes, you are.
2: And um so on my way from LA to Phoenix, I was driving, right? And I have plenty of time to meditate. Yes. And you know, just, you know, pray with with our to our Lord and I was thinking, you know, about how God is, you know, taking me places all the time. And he's showing me his will. And he's asking me to go that extra mile. And I was thinking, wow, during my process of discernment to move to to Arizona, because, you know, I'm I'm trying to do God's will. And um, so I just started to work full time for a wonderful organization that's called Catholics for Catholics. And so I, I, I had a good job in L.A. I was in my comfort zone. I, mm. you know, try to do a lot of um, outreach to my Hispanic community. I provide formation. I'm a speaker. I try to do a lot of, you know, evangelization through my social media. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, you know, a few things that, you know, to my, even though I have a lot of limitations, I try to do my best. And after doing that for some years, you know there is a point where you ask, "Well, well, Lord, do you do you really want me to continue doing this? Because I feel like I'm getting very comfortable here." And you have to be you have to be very honest to Jesus, right? So I mm. felt like that rich man from the gospel, you know, when when he asked the good Lord. Well, good master, what do I need to do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, "Well, you have to fulfill all the commandments, right?" And I felt that way. Um, it's not because I'm a rich girl, because <laughs> I'm not, but I'm rich in the sense that I had everything that I needed to to be comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then God God was clearly asking me, well. If you want to follow me, you have to, you know, detach from that, renounce Mm. to that, and, you know, be open to my will and follow me. And that is all the time. Every day, God is asking us exactly that. Renounce to yourself, detach from this world And because I want you to
0: do my will. I want you to follow me and I'll show you the way. And he just makes you follow him in places you don't want (laughs) to go. And he says we have to go. (laughs) And I, I understand. And how did you know it was his will? And that's the question a lot of people have. How do I know it's his will? So how did you know it was his will for you to move out of something that you loved? Well, first we have to um,
2: determine and, you know, and and the spirit of God, if this is something that is not against any of the commandments, you're not going to be sinning, you know, it's not a sin to do something new, it's not immoral, then I can ask for that, right? Lord, this is, I think this is something good. I think that I can glorify you through this work. And, and if
0: it's in alignment with his will, right? Absolutely, That's the prayer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But when you're when, at least when I'm asking for that, and I enter that per- period of discernment, I also have to, you know, see that I'm not, I don't, I'm not asking for something that it's immoral, or it's not, you know, good in God's eyes, he's not gonna, he's, he's not gonna give you anything that is gonna Hurt you or damage your soul, right? So mm-hmm. we gotta be very careful with the things that we ask the Lord. So if this is something good in your eyes, Lord, I want to know if that's your will, because it could be good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it it it, it is God's will for my life in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm praying, I'm doing adoration, and I'm open i have to be open to god's will so i ask some questions to god god do you want me to do this or you know what do you think about this or that but i i ask him for 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 to give me clear signs and
0: answers and he always follows through right he does he oh, there's yes. just a knowing and and when we have to let go there is almost this peace and relief Right. Even though we know it's it's his will, it's like there's there's just this this peace that only Jesus can give you that the world cannot counterfeit. There are just he, there's just no way because I've experienced that in my life and you just can't counterfeit that. You just you just keep walking and he'll hold you even when it's hard or like we said, scary. But today is Saturday and it is so important that you are right with God, everyone listening, and including myself. And every church is open, especially during this Lenten season, to go to confession this afternoon. So if you have that opportunity to reset with God, to really make this the best Lent you possibly can, it's going to be with confession and just to starting over. And I feel like, Veronica, Lent is almost like a reset. Like the whole church, God's inviting all of us as his people to reset during this time, to reevaluate where we're at with him and how we are living and how um, our lives are lining up maybe with his will. And that's really what you're talking about is just living day in, day out in his will and what he's asking. And it isn't easy and it is hard and sometimes scary, But you've been obedient and you've been doing it and God has always caught you. God has always caught me and he is so faithful, but we're always scared he may not catch us. And we always live in those what ifs, right? And I'm sure it was scary for you coming out here and making that decision and doing that. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got you right and and there's a piece in that now we're coming to a close here pretty soon where can people find you and if you had one thing to say to everyone listening that may help their relationship with Jesus what would that be i would say do not settle uh you know with with the the type of
2: spirituality or life that you have right now it could be a very light, you know, um, relationship with God or even with the church. Don't be afraid to open your heart completely to the Lord and give yourself to Him, because He has good plans, great plans for 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 all of us, and He wants to transform you, transform your life, and and really the life of your loved ones. Because when we change. The whole world can change, right? Or, or the, the world, Truth. you know, our little worlds can change our families and yeah, everything that is, um, around us, we can Im- have an impact on other people's lives in, and, and just be, you know, open to God's will all the time. It's hard. Yes, but we have to perse- persevere and, and really take advantage of all the resources everything that God has given us, the sacraments, the prayer life has to be essential and get closer to the sacred scriptures. I think that's um game changer, at least has been for me. And yeah, do not be afraid, says, says the beautiful. Lord, do not be afraid. Well, um, people can follow me. Most of my, uh, well, the, the ministry that I try to lead on my social media, it's in Spanish, but I sometimes I share some English content because I work for the Hispanic community, but they can find me on Instagram, on Twitter or what it's called, X,
0: X-Tweeter. X now. X-Tweeter. <laughs> X, that's great. It's X true. X-Tweeter, right? And... It just shows that when you're living God's will, you can do anything because God is with you. Yes. Right? If he asks you, you can do it. And you're doing such great things for the Hispanic community, for the people around you, and even me and just seeing your testimony and, and how you live your life and you've overcome things. It You never know how it can help. And it's just all about women helping women that's it we just help each other we pray for each other and um we just try to strive for god's will in our lives especially during this lenten season so if you want to touch um get in touch with veronica you go to her instagram or you can go and you can find her on x as well and see all the wonderful things that she's doing for the hispanic community and um for God's Church. Thank you so much for being here, Veronica. It really has been a pleasure and an honor and I hope to have you on again. Oh, thank you. God bless you
2: and may our Lord bless us, all of us, and so we can continue persevering and, you know, get to know Everybody right now listening to the pos- this podcast, maybe in heaven, we're going to get to know each other, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'll be a party, everyone. It'll be a party. Right. God
0: bless you. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank my guest again, Veronica Flamenco, for being here And I hope you all have a happy, holy Saturday. And don't forget to go to confession. God bless.